The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here. Right now, it is time for the Tech Thursday, and Andy O'Donoghue, a tech journalist, is with us, Andy. And you're going to give listeners a list of tech that will improve your summer holiday. Uh, before you do that, Andy, on the current heat waves that are there, if you're going abroad with your phone or your tablet, how worried do you have to be about them possibly overheating? Well, you should certainly be concerned, Nathan, because electronics, a little bit like us, find it difficult to work in the sun. Simple as that. Most say, um, you know, when you look at phones or tablets, they're really designed to work up to about 35 degrees centigrade, 95 Fahrenheit. And we are seeing temperatures, of course, higher than that. And as they heat up, believe it or not, they slow down. And that is deliberately done or designed so that processors don't use all of the energy within them. So in the hot weather, batteries will go down faster. You will find yourself, you know, you could get to zero pretty quick. Um, It's possible to also damage the screen in the sun. Some phones, for instance, will issue a warning. They'll put a little warning on the screen saying, you know, um, iPhone needs to cool down or something like that. And you can mitigate against it. So first of all, don't leave it in direct sunlight. And if it's in a case, take it out of the case because that heats it up even more so. And one thing I would say is be very careful. Do not think to yourself, oh, I need to cool my phone down. I'll put it in a bag in the fridge or the freezer even. That is really bad for phones. Um, Severe temperature changes will damage the battery and possibly more so. So what you should do is you should just keep it out of the hot weather and just be aware of it. A lot of people might use their iPad now to read when they're on holidays. Are Kindles better where there's less going on than an iPad or an iPhone? I, you know, the Kindle has been with us for so long and <clears throat> it is just the best device for holiday. And there's loads of different types. I think there's about five or six different models at the moment. The standard Kindle costs about €100 Euros, up to the Kindle Oasis, which costs 267 But the Oasis, is the, the top of the range one, is beautiful. It's got a seven-inch screen, but it's waterproof. So you can read it in the bath for most of the year, but you can read it beside the pool and not have any um, worry about it getting damaged and it has those lovely page turn buttons but even Nathan with the standard Kindle it is the best way to pack it you will pack more books thousands of them so you're not going to read that on holiday but it's a great way to bring books or magazines on holiday with you. So in terms of what can improve your holiday experience uh, international travel adapters most people the night before will go scrambling around the house knowing they've some sort of an adapter and they're not quite sure if it's the right one but they'll throw it in the bag anyways i'm sure there is a big improvement on that there is and you know i really caution against generally buying travel adapters when you're away on holiday because most of them when you get them home you will find that they many of them will not have the ce mark some of them could even have a faked ce mark and so there is always a dangerous of electrical fire from them if you're going to buy a travel adapter buy it from a reputable store one of the shops at the airport for instance but plan ahead and I would suggest that people buy an international travel adapter so that's not just the little one that goes into the country into the plug in the country where you're going but buy a decent one cost you about 20 25 euros but these multiple country ones or multiple continent in fact they'll cater for the EU Ireland UK America and Asia and they have the various types of plugs that you can pop out using a little switch but generally they will also have USB and even USB 
USB-C plugs on them so you can charge multiple devices. They're a really good idea and if you are looking for one, they're not expensive but look for makes like Tesson and iBlock who make really nice ones and of course you'll have them forever. We probably all head abroad with good intentions. We're there to see the sights, to get away from technology, spend some quality time with the family and 20 minutes in we're all wondering what the Wi-Fi code is and just how much data we can use. Uh, What advice would you have for people in terms of making sure that they do have good Wi-Fi if they're not staying in a hotel that supplies it? And, you know, you you stay in a hotel and you expect them to have Wi-Fi. Generally, it's not going to be very fast Wi-Fi. If you're renting an Airbnb, most of them will have Wi-Fi. And in countries like Portugal or France, you'll generally have really fast Wi-Fi. They have great infrastructure there. But if you need Wi-Fi, a good idea is to buy a hotspot. Now, you can use your phone, obviously in the EU particularly, because we don't have the roaming charges. But if you're using your phone for hotspotting, say in an Airbnb or when you're out, and you're watching Netflix or something, you will eat through your data allowance. So the next thing you could find yourself with charges when you come home. I always recommend a, um, a, a global Wi-Fi hotspot. There's a few makes, but the one that I really like is called Solace. And they have a 4G hotspot. Costs €127, Euros, uh, but it's, it, it's lovely. Really pocket-sized, and it will power 10 devices. So that's great. You can power a family with Wi-Fi, but it's got it's got a battery. So 16 hours of battery life. So if you're camping or if you're on the beach, even you can get a whole day of use and more out of it. And they sell plans. So when you're going on holiday, you can buy a 20 gig plan for Europe, which is 45 euros and 20 gigs should be enough even for a little bit of movie watching while you're on holiday. This is not the news that parents need to be hearing. €127 to bring a Wi-Fi hotspot and then uh, pay for your data on top of that. A lot of people probably use their phones now on holidays for their photos. But if you want a a better quality, uh, a deeper experience, what would you go for? Uh, So GoPro really kind of dominated this sector for a while. And, you know, we see you still see, you know, even cyclists wear them on their helmets for safety. But on holiday, GoPros and waterproof versions um, were really fun. However, Recently, a company called Insta have really started to make huge impact on this kind of uh, adventure um, imagery or, you know, photography uh, sector. And they have a wonderful camera called the Insta360 X3. And believe it or not, it's got 5.7K video. So not 4K, 5.7K. When you play this back, it is almost shocking to look at it. It is so clear, but it is fantastic. And it does 360 degree footage. So you get the back. So, you know, if you're going kite surfing or you're getting in a kayak or you're riding the bikes, it's great fun. You'll record the best footage that you've ever got. Um, it costs 539 euros. So you've got to be serious about your water sports. By comparison, say a GoPro 11 is 450 euros. But for the 360 really high definition footage, the Insta360 is fabulous. Any apps you'd recommend? There's a couple. Uh, so one is Packpoint is a really nice free app. And um, it, it, it's clever because you it kind of has this little survey, first of all. It asks you what you're going to be doing and how long you're staying. And then it creates a packing list for you. So you can have a packing list for yourself or for your whole family, uh, which is I, I think that's a really clever one. And, you know, as you say, the scramble the night before. But there's also a really clever app called TripIt. And this is really, really nice. And Uh, When you get an email, you know those confirmation emails that you get from airlines with your tickets or your reservation number and all that, and maybe hotel reservation and a restaurant reservation – 
you get them and you can send them to an email address, special dedicated email address, or TripIt will even examine your inbox. And what it does is it collates them all and it creates an itinerary for your trip. Now, that's the free version and it's really useful. And it's kind of fun because it looks like you're incredibly well organized. Your family won't recognize you. However, there's a pro version that you can pay for. And that even has a seat tracker and a fare tracker. So it allows you or it'll notify you if better seats come up or um, if you can get a better fare. But it has check-in reminders. It shares your travel plans with your family. Really nice little apps and things that we often forget about. And finally, one that could be very useful if you've got a big family going and you're trying to squeeze everything into the suitcases, a JML Backpack Go. Uh, th- these are, I mean, this is this is low-tech gadget, but it is brilliant, Nathan, have to say. And there's a few of them on the market. The JML Backpack is €25. Euros. There's, there's half a dozen makes you can get. And this is, you get the plastic bag and you pack it. You put all your clothes in and then you attach this little mini pump and that sucks all of the air out of the bag after you've packed it. And you can reduce your pack size or your bag size by 50%. So what you do is you use the plastic bag, you suck the air out, reduce size, and then you pop that into your rucksack. And it can literally save you the cost of the difference between checked baggage and carry-on, just bring a rucksack. Ryanair will surely come up with a way of figuring out who is using (laughs) this to trick them. A couple of quick questions from listeners. Any suggestions for a Kindle or e-reader with colour? Uh, for f- colour, no, and you you really don't want colour because they they don't look like books. Books are black and white, and so. But what I would say is, if you have an Android tablet or an iPad, you can download the Kindle Reader app, and then you can buy your books. Or, of course, if you're a Prime subscriber, you can get access to Prime Reading. But the Kindle just has a, has a better screen, and it's easier on the eyes. And can you plug in direct to USB plugs in Europe, or do you still need to convert the current? Uh, no, you don't. Generally, you don't need to convert the current. Say, if you have a, a a MacBook, say for instance, they are rated 110 to 240 volts, and so um, all of those big manufacturers they have that range of power. So it doesn't matter the source that they're getting. What is important is the wattage, and the wattage is written on the charger. So you don't need a converter in that in in, in that regard. All right, great stuff, Andy. I don't know who loads of good information in that. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Today FM. It all happens here.